I was so happy when them niggas stepped out into the ocean or into the river. It was two Mexican guys. One was probably uh, leading the other one into uh, America. Uh, so they were probably illegally crossing the border. But two fish were swimming upstream. And as they uh, marched and walked and crawled and trudged their way through the arroyo, one of them stumbles over a block and he looks down at it. And it's a glass cube. And inside of it is Tuco's grill. Welcome to Blood, Meth, and Tears. This was the worst opening they've had. But yet, was it though? Like, honestly, I feel you, but at the same time, it's like this episode to me hit harder. I don't even have to talk about what happened in the episode. I want to talk to y'all about PTSD and how nobody fucking noticed it. Yep. It just get like, deal. your man's was talking to you. He gets in the elevator. When he gets out of the elevator, he's acting all right, but he all sweaty and shit. What the fuck happened to you in that elevator, dog? Were you jacking off? Don't nobody want to ask no questions? Like, you don't want to ask nothing. This your partner. Like, this is somebody that you know. This your homeboy. You actually hung out with this dude when he went to his brother-in-law's fucking birthday party. And like, so you know him well enough to be a part of that whole situation. And you don't know him enough to ask the question of like, yo, why the fuck are you sweating, dog? Yo, you good, fam? You all right? I agree. That, the, well, the, it was, it was, uh, it was bad. He was going through it. Yeah, he had to hit the stop button in the fucking elevator so he could have his full on breakdown. Yeah, and it, but I will say that the opener, I did not remember how the fuck those teeth, the 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 grill got there. So like, were you saying this wasn't a good opener? I was like, how the fuck did they get there? How did this get here? Yeah, no, uh, I knew exactly how it happened. That nigga, like, I understand. I do. I, I don't like Hank that much. I think he's a fucking racist and an idiot, but I understand. It's hard for you to find your way in a house where your wife literally sucks up all the fucking oxygen all the goddamn time. It's difficult. If my wife were Marie, I wouldn't expect to say much either. And I wouldn't expect her to notice when something's wrong with me. And all she cared about was, well, after you, because he gets a promotion to spend half his time in El Paso. Did you notice everything that they did to try to hide her belly this episode? No, I didn't give a fuck. Fuck her. No, she was pregnant in real life. Okay, that's good. Somebody knocked up the person who plays Marie. Oh, Marie's the fucking worst. (laughs) Wasn't looking at that shit. Fuck Marie. Like, it ain't where if I saw her on the block, I'd be like, you fucking, I'm not that stupid. But I'd be like, you did a great job making me hate Marie. That's what I would say to people who did a great job in their roles. You did an excellent job of making me hate that fucking character's guts. And they'd be like, thank you? I'd be like, you're welcome, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But she's not giving him any room to 
be able to express himself. And Hank is such a fucking nitwit and a Neanderthal that he probably don't even recognize what's going on with him. Otherwise, you have a full-on breakdown to the point to where you got to stop the fucking elevator. So you could have your breakdown and then you just started back up like nothing fucking happened. Nah, dog. Come on, dog. What we're going to do is I'm going to go upstairs and I know every single one of these agencies has that fucking psychiatrist that works up on the sixth floor. That's not manly, though. It's not. And that's what Hank's problem was in what year was this shit? What year did this episode come out? 2009, 2010? Nah, this didn't come out in 2009. Came out 2009, April 5th, 2009. The all public everything era. Ain't no guy gonna say that they're having breakdowns. You know, the first time I had a breakdown, because I've had three. First time I had a breakdown, I called one guy and that guy immediately went on his podcast and called me a bitch for having a breakdown. And I mean, it was it was bad. I was ready. I was ready. So then I called my dad. And my dad didn't know what the fuck to do because my dad is fucking. Well, yeah, he's military and he's older than me, so he didn't know what the fuck to do to deal with it. So I called the only person I knew would listen that wasn't my wife because I didn't want to freak Nisha out. So I called Scar. And I called Scar and cried and snuffled. And I don't remember what the fuck I said to do. I don't remember any of it. Just that I wanted to go home. I literally walked out of my office. I, they had every right to fire me because I, I was AWOL at that point in time. And I was walking up the middle of the, the middle lane, like that divider lane of the road, like a busy road in my area. I was walking up the middle of it, hoping that I'd fall off and somebody would hit me. And the only person I could talk to was Scar. Who the fuck is Hank going to talk to? Well. Well, nigga, you, you had a breakdown, nigga. I had cancer. I got cancer. <laughs> let me let me show you this song I just wrote. I want to talk to cancer. I got cancer, nigga. What's what's your breakdown? What's a what's a king to a god? <laughs> no mental health breaks. Then there was no none, none at all. Because I did have my first breakdown in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I felt bad for Hank a little bit because he killing Tuco. I mean, he ain't roll up there to kill Tuco. To, nope. to be honest, he was there looking for Walt. <laughs> I mean, and if he had all of his niggas with him, then yeah, he could have stilled himself up. Like when he was stealing them up to go and find Tuco, and then he told Gomi, "No, nah, we ain't gonna find that nigga for real." He got he, Walt Junior in there hyping him up. Man, tell me how it was. Man, how did did, did your dick get hard? Tell me step by step. How you murdered that nigga in the face? I got to know. And he's like, it wasn't that big. Get the fuck out of my face, Unc. Tell me something. Yeah, Flynn was really pushing the issue on this. Like, Flynn was... Flynn sounded like Paul did in the last episode. And it just was a bad time. But 
Hank set this shit up because he carries himself as macho man. I would never blame somebody for having a. No, I, I'm saying. And it wasn't even a work. breakdown, really. I think the nigga got PTSD. Yeah, he did get. That's what it was. It was PTSD. Mm-hmm. I'm saying nobody's going to. No one's going to like care about that shit because he carries himself as macho man. But I mean, again, this show is so much about connections and parallels. At the same time that Hank is going through all of this, Walt's being asked by the doctor, yo, how's your marriage going? And Walt's like, it's good, even though we know it's not. He ain't going to talk to his fucking doctor about it. Nor should he, honestly. No, his doctor shouldn't have asked. That wasn't his place. Yeah. Doctor asking, like, I want to fuck your girl. How's she doing? Speaking of that, Kristen Ritter was in this episode. Yes. Y'all didn't tell me that. Yes, Jane was. You know, seeing her now, after she's played the B in Apartment 23, and more importantly, Jessica Jones, her role carries a lot more gravity to me. I am not generally into skinny women nor white women, but Kristen Ritter, something about it, something about her. Yeah, she's funny. She's a great actress. Have you ever seen Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23? No. You should watch it. It's on uh, Hulu. That's a funny-ass comedy. It stars her and some white woman and James Vanderbeek, playing James Vanderbeek. <laughs> it's That's a varsity blues nigga, right? Yeah. I don't want your life. I don't want your life. That nigga sound. If they did another King of the Hill, I would need him to either play Bobby or Luann. Because he got the voice for each of them. Aren't they bringing that back? Yeah, they are. Or no, it's Futurama, isn't it? Yeah, that. Futurama's coming back like next month <laughs> or something like that. That's not your purse. I don't know you. But yeah, nah, Walt goes out into the lobby and the woman hits him up with the dot matrix. Long ass bill, like a a six or seven page bill. And this nigga looks at her and says, I I thought, I thought, I thought we talked about a cash discount. I don't know how people watch this shit and don't understand that everybody should have insurance. Said, I thought we talked about a cash discount. She said we did, and it's right there. <laughs> oh, hold up. So that $13,000 hospital bill, that wasn't from his treatment. That was from when he was the $13,000 hospital bill that Skylar was talking to them on the phone about was from when he was in the hospital after his fugue state. Remember, God when damn. they when the doctor came and talked to him, he said, yeah, we need to run some more tests. We need to run an MRI and all that kind of stuff to make sure he's all right. So they so that's what that's where all that shit went to. What was like, nah, I can go home now. That's why he was saying it. Not so he could get back to cooking, but because this shit costs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I can go home now, doc. Like, I'm feeling right as rain. Nah, little that shit nigga. It cost that much, though, because they explained that the cancer treatment cost so much because they had to go out of network. They were. I think something was on his hand. It was like some extreme static, like loud static. 
Now there's a hum. Now there's no hum. Are we good now? We good. It's a hum. It's a little bit of a hum, but it, it's not as bad as it was just a second ago. But yeah. But yeah, there's some some really loud staticky sounds. Hopefully that shit doesn't manifest on the show because I didn't hear shit. It's gone now. But yeah, so insurance would cost that much. Like I know folks who got pregnant and went to the doctor and had that baby and didn't have insurance. No, but that's what I was saying. The first couple episodes, they said that this special doctor, like this, they went to found the best doctor or whatever. He was outside of their network. They had an HMO. He was like, he's outside the network. That's why they had to pay for it. Mm -hmm. But going to the hospital should be in network. That shit shouldn't have cost no goddamn $13,000. That is true. (laughs) I mean, even though they showed his him getting that big ass bill when he was talking to his actual the oncologist that's the out of network doctor his stay at the hospital why the fuck was that oncologist i I don't know because the oncologist was there so maybe it was his hospital again that's wild that's now that i think about it when you got when you got insurance Yeah, now that you mention it, it, it might again, be. But then again, he's he. when was the last time he'd been at work? They said he was on medical leave. Yeah, so he's getting paid for that. Yeah, you still keep your insurance when you're on leave. Okay. That nigga definitely hasn't been to work. <laughs> he ain't been to work in a minute. And he I, seemed I, fine. I, I, When's the last time he called? Yeah, I think they just kind of um it seems like they just kind of forgot about work. To me? Like it just seemed like they just completely forgot about work. I mean, they didn't forget about work. They just more push it to the side to focus on the more important things in this show. Well, I'd like to know exactly how much time has passed. That's what Enough that they're saying that he looks hopeful and his his chemo was all done. I know the answer, but I can't tell you because the first round of chemo is done. They're going to reassess after two months, so they're not that far ahead. Right. That much time hasn't passed. Maybe a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah. There, there's. I I know that I know the final total of how long the whole series takes. Uh, Well, we'll get to that at the end of the series. So Skyler is arguing with the insurance company about the $13,000 bill. And Walter's like, I'm going to take care of it. And she's like, no, let them other two niggas, Elliot and Alanis Morissette face, take care of it. Big Gretch. Alanis Morissette face. Big Gretch. Big Gretch looked just like Alanis Morissette. Kind of, yeah, she kind of has that look. But she's not Big Gretch. <laughs> Big, Big Gretch is the governor of Michigan. Another version of me. But but they call her they call her Big Gretch. But they so made a song. Walt that night is unable to sleep, so he goes to the vent to count his money. 
And he counts what's left of it in his dismay because the nigga's spending $13,000 everywhere. And he's telling. Is that rule about putting cash into a bank account? If it's drug money. Well, if he, if he just gets too much money into his bank account all of a sudden, they're going to flag that's, it. That's going to draw some, that's going to draw some, 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 some look. Somebody going to try to look into but the money. He could just put like a thousand dollars in there every week. It's like his paycheck. So yeah, oh, he, he needs to get money in there faster than that though. Yeah. But, but so, I mean, but he's in a, he's in a place that he built for himself. Like the lies that he's told are now causing him to lose his money. His his ego is causing him to lose his money because she keeps saying, well, Gretchen and, and, and Elliot take care of this. And he's like, yeah, meanwhile, it's coming out of his pocket. All because Gretchen was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about I that. never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever <laughs> getting back together. I still say he should have took that money. He should have until she was like, is, is this because I left you and went with Elliot? And he's like, we all said, fuck you, bitch, and kept rolling. <laughs> so after he counts the money, he throws up and he tries to flush it, but he can't because it's clogged. And the the, plun- the the plunger that he uses to unclog it pulls up a pack of cigarettes. I ain't going to lie. I might be more mad at Skyler for flushing a cigarette carton down the fucking toilet instead of smoking a cigarette. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Because she said, because when they have the argument later, she said she only smoked three and a half in a fugue state. (laughs) So she just flushed them down the toilet. It it might have been in the fugue state. She don't know. That shit could back up your whole shit. That could get stuck in a fucking pipe and back up your whole shit. Hank and his boss smoke when you pregnant, but I don't think one or two cigarettes I mean, are going to you know, do anything like she said, but flushing stuff down your pipes. I just had to get my shit fixed. That's seven thousand dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I, Hank tells us. Uh, Did they even replace the water heater yet? No, no, no. They ain't fixed none of that shit yet. They just broke it. He broke. They had to fix the toilet, though. Thanks, plunger. Hank tells his supervisor that there's going to be a new person going after the or going after the throne soon. Now that Tuco's dead, or actually his supervisor tells him that, and Hank's like, "Well, we keep hearing the name Heisenberg." Man, his supervisor's like, "The fuck is a Heisenberg?" How does anybody know Heisenberg at this point? I don't, I don't know. That's why they say, "What the fuck is a Heisenberg?" That's when he has the. Uh, panic attack. Jesse shows up at Clovis's place and Clovis is like, you got a lot of nerve coming back here and Jesse's like, yeah, to pay you, motherfucker. Pays him for the RV repairs and the damage he caused to the fence. I wouldn't, look, I wouldn't pay this nigga for nothing. Especially, but, but I mean, we know this. Jesse doesn't know this. This nigga's already pl- plotting on the methylamine. Nah, I wouldn't pay him shit based on the fact that he don't know where you live no more, nigga. You in a new house. He came to your old house. That's where his cousin took him to. He don't know where you live. I've decided that the next time I buy a new car and I got one of those uh, paper license plates, no, because they keep those in the records. But back in the day when you used to just have the number on the back of your car, just like the red five, because you had a new car, 
And yeah, you could speed all over the place. The fuck they gonna do? They can't give you a ticket. It ain't accompanied to your license plate yet. Which is why they had to set it up. The DMVs had to finally come together. And for the first time, like maybe 10 years ago, DMV's been around since like 1927. The Motor Vehicle Department, I don't know what they call it everywhere else, but. The Department of Motor Vehicles. I know in, in Virginia, they call it like some weird ass shit. It's DMV. MV, MVA. That's what they call it in Maryland. Yeah. Um, but 1927, it took them until like 2010 before they had a nationwide network where they were able to look up somebody's license plate from D.C., a California license plate in D.C. and see if they have any tickets or priors. That's crazy to me. Where you could, Nisha got a ticket for speeding in Oregon, going down the hills in Oregon, going back to Washington. She took the ticket. She didn't agree with the ticket. So this motherfucker literally sat on the ticket for six years and just said, I'm never going back to Oregon. (laughs) That happened to somebody I was talking to in a Colson because you know, while resetting someone's phone and stuff like that back in the day with Nextel phones, it took a little bit. So we would just kind of chat and he, he asked me where I was. And when I told when I told him that I was in Hampton, he was like, oh, I'm never going back to Hampton ever again. It's like, what are you talking about? He said he got pulled over and because he, had, you know, he was out of town. He, his tent was too dark for, for Virginia. He had um, the, the underglow lights and he had TVs on his dash and all this kind of stuff. And he got tickets for all that shit when he got pulled over. He was like, I ain't never coming back to Virginia. Pretty much. that You just avoid that area like he got warrants. And Nisha was shocked when they sent her a bill. Like, how they find me, though? When I was younger, I used to think, man, it's racist that they give you tickets for having TVs in your dash. And now as an adult, I'm like, you shouldn't have no goddamn TV in your fucking dash while you drive it. I mean, but the Tesla has like that big ass touchscreen in the middle of the fucking console. Yeah, but you can't. So the Tesla has like Netflix and all that stuff on it, but you can only use it when the car is parked. You can't. You can't use that when you're driving. You know what I found out? Not found out. I mean, it's something that's been bugging me for a long time. New cars no longer have CD players in them. Nope. No. Where do you get a CD from? Nigga, I still have my book. Do you know how many blank CDs I still have? Those big ass, like oh. 50 to 100 spindles. Oh, my you know God. How many of those I still fucking have? Oh, my God. Right? (laughs) So just just put them on the hard drive and plug your hard drive in the car. No, fuck that. No. (laughs) Because okay, so here's old ass men. No, all right. So it no, I'm gonna sound like an old ass man, but here's the thing. So I I put I put my lady up on an album, right? And it's um Scream by um what's call it? Um uh uh what's his name? Um used to sing for Soundgarden. Chris, Chris, Chris Cornell. Cornell, Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell did an album with Timbaland. It's called Scream, and the whole album 
leads into each other. There's transitions. It was the first time when he started doing it. Just he started doing it again with Justin Timberlake, but like every song transitions until the next song. But when you listen to it on streaming or anything like that, there's that pause that just kind of fucks up your listening experience because it's supposed to play straight through. So mm-hmm. you have to listen to it on an actual disc where that pause is gone. If the pause is gone, that's how it was supposed to be listened to. And I fucking hate when, when you know, because she really got into it. Now, every time when we listen to a song and that pause happens, it drives me fucking nuts. No, you need a fucking CD and CD player in your car. Fuck this or shit. Or you can just get Tidal. I feel like Tidal does that. I, 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 I've never used Tidal. Tidal had a bunch of premium features so it can sound more like records and CDs. I don't even use Spotify, so like I can't really speak on that. But you're a music person. That's what they made title for. I use I music use YouTube. people. I use YouTube music. YouTube music worked great for me. I that's that's my understanding is that they added a bunch of premium features for people who are really into music for title, and it has shit like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding. But yeah, I, I if I didn't have a CD player in my car. Like I don't even use it that often, but still, when I, I still when want I need it, it is there. When I need it, it's there. Exactly, nigga. I got a book. Yeah, I look. It's like it's like having a gun. I'd rather have it and not use it than to want to use it and not have it, nigga. Do you not have a book, Brandon? Like seriously, do you not have the CD book? Well, like, no. nigga, everybody and their mama had the CD book with like five hundred. one. The five hundred where you, it was like. This I got, fucking... I got like, I got like two two hundred. I had one when I had a CD player. Well, I still have a CD player in my truck, but I had one when I fucking didn't have Bluetooth on my in my car. But there's certain songs that aren't on there. You can pretty much find anything on the internet now. No, well, all my stuff, all my stuff is on YouTube because well, no, YouTube. there's there's an album that I love that definitely doesn't it is not on youtube spotify or title no because remember Uh, the daily news by donnie remember when google when when before it became youtube music when it was google music it literally took all of the stuff that i had in my itunes and put it onto google music so like all that all that stuff that wasn't on the streaming services or like when Jay-Z took all of his shit off, all of my shit was still available because they just took the music that I had on my iTunes and put it and uploaded it to Google. And I got to keep all of that same shit when I transitioned to YouTube. I am Donnie. Is this a black dude? Uh, it, it is a black dude. Yeah, Donnie. He got like a mini fro. He got painted eyes or something like that. No, lips. that's not him. It says Daily News, Donnie, D-O-N-N-I-E. Mm-hmm. And what's that on? YouTube. Go ahead and see what songs are available. It says Daily News. Live. Yeah, not, I don't want live. So what happened is this nigga made an album where one of the songs was him saying that the Atlanta child murders was a conspiracy. And I ain't heard from the nigga since. Oh, somebody selling it on Amazon for $18.47. That's what I'm saying. I have the CD. Oh, you're talking about digital? Yes. Digital. Yeah. Okay, so you can take the CD and rip it, and then you have it digital. Rip it? Where? There's not even a CD drive on my fucking computer anymore. 
Oh yeah, but you can buy those. Those are like those are like five dollars. I, I don't have one on my new computer. So it's oh, like, hold on, no, Daily News is on iTunes. On iTunes, the whole album, the whole Impression album. People, nine one one over the over, over the counter culture with Fonte. Yeah, I, I have it. Yeah, thing about iTunes, yeah. I have an Android. So, oh, <laughs> why, why do you have an Android? Because Apple products are way too expensive for the and, and back when I switched over to Android, Apple phones were way too small for my hands. I mean, I look, this is a six and a half inch phone. That's my hand. The Daily News <laughs> is on last FM, last FM too. See, look at that. Look at that Google search, Rashani. Who used last FM outside of and it's on, on Xbox? It's on title as well. It's not on Spotify. That. If I had known it was on uh, any of actually, the other places. Hold on. It is on Spotify. Nigga, get the fuck out of my face. If this is on Spotify, I'm going to be so put out. I, don't I know bought I can... that fucking CD. <sighs> I'm about to say, hold on. I'm going to send you the link. No, nah, I'm, I'm going to go on Spotify right now. I'm going to look myself. You got to send me no link. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grown up. I can stand my own two feet. How do you even know this person? I've never even heard of a nigga named Donnie. He's got an excellent voice. His voice is like Donnie Hathaway. His music to me sounded like um, Raheem Devon. Nah, his music to me sounds more like Stevie Wonder. Please tell me this nigga finally got this shit on here. The Daily News, Domo Genesis. Look at that. Look at look what I do for you, Rashani. See how much I love you. What I found your music for you. It didn't show up. I just sent you the link. Scar sees the link. All right, I'm gonna click on this link. See how it's all grayed out? Yeah, you see how it's all grayed out? Do you see how it's all grayed? Yeah, I am logged in. Yeah, it's all great out. It's that one song. It's all great out. You can't so listen Spotify to it. Spotify is the only one who don't have it. Okay. Uh, so Spotify is hating. Only one I have on there is the If I Were You radio version, which I fucking hate. But yeah. So I don't even remember what we're talking about so now. He got, so he got canceled? He got canceled. <laughs> he got canceled before anybody got canceled. That nigga got canceled. <laughs> and it's a shame because the nigga's voice is amazing. But yeah, Jesse runs into Jane, who runs the apartment next to the. Well, she runs the she manages an apartment complex for her father. So will I see Jane again? Yes, uh, he works out a cash only arrangement because he's like, I just got kicked out my house, yo. Um, and she's like, all right, the price of the brick just went up. I'll take cash since you begged like a motherfucker. What's your name? And this nigga immediately starts lying to her and says, my name is Jesse Jackson. I wonder why more people don't allow that. Why can't cash I just payments? Up, yeah. Why can't I just go up to someone and be like, like when you put, when, like when I was younger, I had bad credit. And so I would be scared that I couldn't get an apartment, but like. If I just had, if I had a six months worth of rent, 
Why can't I just be like, yo, I'm signing this six months leave. I'm paying you all this right now. Paid for for the whole six months. I'm still going to pass the background check and shit, but like I'm paying you this cash right now. Because if you pay me the six months and then you don't have any more money and you pull out a gun, I don't have any paperwork on you to get you out. No, I can still sign a lease. The lease say I can stay here for six months. Yeah, my uh, apartment that I had before we moved into a house was on a month-to-month lease. Once we had been there for a year. She had, like, she had a crush on Jesse. And I'm like, you, this nigga looked like he on something. Look at him. <laughs> so, yeah, you'll see. Um, she's she's in the show. Hank is in his garage bottling some homemade beer. Um, and Marie comes in. And she's like, you just got a promotion. And you're already taking days off. You got a promotion. And you took a personal day to come here and make fucking beer that's what we're doing right now we're doing the beer the the beer y'all are really anti-marie you know i i was no i was anti his setup because so i had looked at youtube videos about how to make some beer and how to make wine and stuff like that just being interested in how the process works and i'm like yo his racking setup is all wrong all wrong like um his the the way the way that you the way that you rack of course is usually through a siphon and you know when you use a siphon the place where it's coming from needs to be significantly higher up than the place that is siphoning into and that wasn't the case it was kind of straight across and it's just like that's not how you siphon stuff and you know just stuff like that it was just the things that only so i would notice because i've looked at i've i've looked at these videos and so I've seen, so I've seen how this thing is supposed to look. So his brew was trash. That's what you're saying. His setup, his, his setup was trash. His, his brew might be all right. After she leaves, he breaks a bottle because you know, shaky hands. Uh, Walt and Jesse meet in the desert to cook, and they're like. We need to start slanging again. Jesse's like, well, we killed two goats. How the fuck we going to do it? And Walt's like, well, why don't we just go to the corner and you sell it like you said you would at the beginning? And Jesse's like, nigga, I'm fucking Captain Cook. Plus, I'm Jesse Pinkman. Plus, the DEA is looking for me. To quote the famous Negro poet Lil Wayne, the block is hot, my nigga. Like... (laughs) Yeah, Walt was dumb as shit here. Right? Like, we just, like, no. So what I'm going to do instead is get my own guys, create my own network. We'll be Tuco. That way nobody knows who we are. But Jesse was dumb as shit here, thinking that he can do that without having some type of enforcement. Yeah. (laughs) And Walter didn't like the idea, but Jesse's like, it ain't your choice, nigga. Remember, we split this business down the line. You're the chemist. I'm the salesman. That was his idea. That was Walt's idea. So Jesse I, has... I, I got a, I had a couple couple things to bring up. Okay. Okay. So um, Jesse calls Walter Walt in this episode. 
And through this whole series, he only calls him Walt twice. Every other time, Mister, um, he called him Mister White. White. Yep. Yeah. Um, and um, when when Jesse is doing is at the um apartment, and he turns on the garbage disposal, and he's shocked by it. That is a reference to, um, that's a reference to the movie The Last House on the Left, which is which which he played in a remake of in two thousand and nine, and his character had his hand shoved into a garbage disposal and it gets turned on. No way. <laughs> so that was that was a reference to the movie. the The movie was relief released a month before this episode aired. So, so it was a reference to that, and um, and I didn't realize this, um, until I just looked this up. But when Hank has his panic attack in the elevator, the sound of Jesse's lowrider bouncing up and down, you can hear. What? Yeah, because remember the lowrider was bouncing when he killed Tuco. Oh yeah, they kept that's the beginning of the show. When he when he has the panic attack in the elevator, he you can hear the sound of the bouncing car. So, yeah, Hank was going through it. So, okay, let me ask you this. So, in this episode, the dude, the the dudes that um, Jesse set up for him to go and and sell the meth, they mm-hmm. get they have this really cracked out, like really drugged out person, like act like they run it from the cops and they run into this room and then her, somebody she with her partner, because I don't know the relationship, mm-hmm. pulls out a knife on him, right? And so Walt comes to pick up the money and Jesse's like, here's your here's your money, it's 15K. And Walt does all this math shit. It's like, it's supposed to be 16K, not 15K. How did, Jesse's been selling drugs for a while now would led to believe. How does he not know that like you can't just let that shit slide? Because remember, Jesse's a criminal, but he's a low-level criminal. He has no he had no aspirations of being a boss. He was just he was just doing what he did to make money. So he's not thinking about this shit as a boss. He's thinking about this shit as a soldier. And as a soldier, a soldier would be as, like, I can't a soldier, let that shit happen. No, 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 fuck me no, up. no, no, no. The the boss is like, we can't let this shit happen because niggas know it will be open season on our organization. That soldier is like part of the game, dog. And that's what Jesse is. Jesse is all is a part of the game, dog. I can see, I can see where you're coming from with that because that would be like a soldier getting killed in the line of duty. And the commanding officer being like, y'all going to go back over there and y'all going to ride on them and get six of theirs. And the rest of the soldiers are like, why? He knew the risks. I was proud of Walt to figure that out, though. But Walt only figured that out because Walt is literally getting punked out at home. And so he's letting his emotions take control. But also he compared their enterprise to Tuco. He wants to run it like Tuco. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, you really think Tuco was going to be in this situ- situation? Tuco would have broken the nose and busted heads by now. But to be fair, that's also... To be fair. Only, that's, that's, only, only, 
It's only is his only reviewing this. It's yeah. only mm-hmm. referencing this shit. So he don't know no other way. So y'all think he was wrong? You think Jesse should let that shit slide? I think Jesse knows better than Walt, and Walt should have allowed Jesse to control the streets the way that he told Jesse it's your job to control the streets. He told Jesse yes. that it was his job yeah. to control the streets until something happened that fucked with a little bit of his money. Like Jesse said, it's a thousand dollars, dog. It's it's but it's the thing about it is this is Walt's pride talking. This is Heisenberg talking. Like this isn't this isn't regular ass Walter White. This is Heisenberg talking, and Heisenberg is like, "You really gonna let these niggas do this shit to us? This us? This me, dog?" Mm-hmm. That's basically what he's like. This me, dog. Mm-hmm. You you really gonna let these niggas know that this is is open season on me? My name is my name. My name is my fucking name. You got to be out your fucking mind. So like, so like, that's basically where where Walt is about this shit. I understand Jesse's. I understand both of their point of view. In this instance, Walter is right. Walter is the one that's right. If you're gonna if you're gonna engage in this level of criminal enterprise. You need to make sure that your name is your name. Period. You can't let niggas step on you. But at the same time, he should know, like like Brandon said at the beginning, neither of them are really built for this gangster shit. They need to get an enforcer. The problem with getting an enforcer is at some point, the enforcer is going to realize that he can dominate you and then he's going to turn around and take your shit too. Right. <laughs> they need Slim Charles. I was going to say uh, the same thing that happened. What what would have happened? I figured this, what happened to Franklin Saint with Peaches would have happened to Walter and Jesse. For those of y'all who don't know, that's from Snowfall. Peaches was uh, Franklin Saint's enforcer and literally took all took half his money and took off running. I've only seen like two or three episodes into the second season. You should keep watching. I should, but I got it on Hulu and I got the Hulu with the ads and it drove me crazy. I told you I give you my password. I have ad free. You know, I, you know, he's going to be stubborn. I have, I, know. I have the Hulu. I have the Hulu. I know he's going to be stubborn. So, yeah, uh, Badger and Combo and Skinny Pete are the salesmen. And Jesse's like, makes it real simple. Yo, I'm going a, I'm to a give y'all each an ounce. You're going to give me back 2000 of it because you're going to sell it uncut for $2,500. going to give me back 2000 You're going to keep 500 If you cut it, you're out. If you short me, you're out. Otherwise, this is real easy money. I would have took 2250 from Badger because Badger wouldn't even let that nigga stay at his house for one night when he was down bad. Badger also got left behind in the fucking desert. Are we even yet? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so they all agree. Um, Walt's family gets with Marie's family and they talk about Hank's new job working along the border and Marie's complaining about it. She wants him to move to D.C. because that's where his boss's wife said it was really nice and they have culture there. 
But she's talking to Skylar about this shit. And Skylar's like, I ain't even going to listen to you till you look at me and apologize. And she's doing the same thing that Walt is doing. Walt is doing this to Jesse because of how he feels about the shit with Skylar. Skylar is doing this shit to Marie about how she feels about Walt. She can't get Walt to apologize in the way that she wants him to apologize. So she's taking the shit out on her sister. And Skylar's like, why are you punishing me? Nobody else. I I, I noticed not, that. Not Scarlett, Marie, Marie. You yeah, that. sorry. Marie's like, why are you punishing me? And Is that Marie hit me therapy? hard. Yeah, but she don't want to be. Uh, I don't know. They, she seemed like she remember she came back and told Hank she had a good day in therapy. Like she was kind of happy about it. I love I love how they keep trying to hide her stomach, like having her stand at, at that counter with a whole bunch of shit in front of her. And then they actually film part of the scene behind them. Just to hide her stomach. They could have built it into the show like they did on Succession when Sarah Snook got pregnant. Well, I mean, they used her stomach for um, for Skylar's at the beginning of the season. They used it. They just didn't use it in the way that they probably should have. So, she apologizes. It was a tender moment. Was it, though? Flynn is asking Hank about the shootout with Tuco. Hank's like, uh, you don't really want to know. Flynn asks a stupid ass question. Was it scary? Hank's like, yeah, nigga, it was, it was, I, I walked into a shootout. Like, what the fuck? I had a pistol. The dude had a fucking M16. What the fuck do and you of think course, it was? Of course, Walt comes in. Tell me, tell me about criminal minds. I saw right? a TV show. I saw right. a TV show. And Hank's not thinking about it this time because the nigga just went through trauma. Right. He made a he called them he made a comment about like cockroaches or something like that. Mm-hmm. Might as well be talking about cockroaches. You see them, you step on them. Uh the next thing we see is Jesse's group is doing pretty good business. We see that they sell, they even put a black person in there, one black person in there to buy meth from them. They sell to black folks, they sell to skinheads. I know what bald-headed niggas with with uh, suspenders are. You ain't fooling me. I've seen, uh, what's that movie, Higher Learning. Do it for the nation, what? Remy! What is high? What is high? What is learning? Learning. What is higher learning? Death kills us like crack kill Pookie. Knuckles all fat and shit. The way Schwarzenegger killed Tookie. Chewbacca was a Wookiee. Revolution. Revolution. The thing about selling drugs in a low ass town like Albuquerque is Albuquerque is not a little town though. Be real. No, it's a little town compared to big towns. But I mean, in New Mexico, it's probably the biggest town. 
It is. I'm talking about. I'm talking about selling drugs in a little town. Like if you sell, like for example, if there was a meth epidemic in New York, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be really hard to like pinpoint one kingpin. You'd be like, oh yeah, this is the person because it could be coming from anybody mm-hmm. in New York City. And Albuquerque is probably like two hundred thousand people in that fucking city. It ain't gonna be that many people cooking meth. Especially blue fucking crystals. <laughs> right. And I mean, there was a drought at that point in time. Hank had confirmed there was a drought. Mm-hmm. The uh, combo Skinny Pete and Badger had confirmed there was a drought as well. There was a drought. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Hank, the, Hank said that they were just waiting for who was going to be next. And these three white boys are going around town slanging everybody, like block to block, neighborhood to neighborhood. And you don't have a snitch nowhere that can tell you, yeah, this fat nigga called himself Combo. <laughs> he gave me the blue shit. Apparently, the only, they only had one snitch. Right. Crazy A was your only snitch? Y'all high up on the mountain. You telling me you can't pull up to Wendy's cousin, Winchell, and (laughs) have them become a snitch for you? But yeah, Skinny Pete sells somebody some dope. And then the person runs back past him and says, one time coming. So Skinny Pete gets his black man on and starts running because they running. But it's a setup. Skinny Pete gets robbed by a tweaker with a knife. I, f- I felt some kind of way because I because I know him as a Mandalorian now. It's like, yo, you a Mandalorian. Who's Skinny Pete? Skinny Pete's a Mandalorian. So, like, what what are you doing, dog? You me, 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 me. This is the way. <laughs> that was not the way. This is when Jesse meets up with Walter and tells and gives him his 1500 and Walt's doing the count in his head. And he's like, I should have 16000 why you give me 15000 And Jesse's like, we got robbed. And Walt's like, ride on the niggas. And Jesse's like, this is the way. I have spoken. <laughs> and uh, Walter's like, you know what? You getting robbed can leave people to think we're weak. And Jesse is like, literally, dog, this is breakage. It's like when you're at Kmart and something falls and breaks. He used the wrong. He used the wrong term. It's actually shrinkage. No, it's breakage. It's shrinkage. It's but what he's saying is accurate, though. No, it's shrinkage. For him, who's an idiot, it's accurate to call it breakage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he called it the wrong thing. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm t- <laughs> but he's like, yeah, well, something breaks at Kmart. It's breakage. <laughs> <laughs> Walt's like Walt's gotta be so frustrated talking to like depending on this person. Exactly. <laughs> More than depending on Gretchen and Elliot is having to depend on a tweaker. But all the truth. Walt and Skylar sit down and discuss her diet because she's eating a panini. Remember those? Remember, remember Panini's Panini presses, 
like the whole thing, like it was a, it was big back in two thousand nine, like a panini press. Yeah, that was a thing. But she's eating a microwave panini, and Walt's like, she looks at him, and honestly, it could have been a good conversation. She was like, "There's another one that's in the freezer. You can have it." Because he's like, "That looks good," and she's like, "There's another one that's in the freezer. You can have it if you want." And he's like, "Aren't those high in sodium, bitch?" No, he was like, didn't we agree that those were high in sodium and you won't go fuck with those? You know what, nigga? You you know what, nigga? Yes, we agreed that they're high in sodium. You know, we didn't agree that I was going to stop eating them. No, I think that's why she stopped, because they were high in sodium and she was pregnant. But she started smoking because she's like, I don't give a fuck what they think. I'm going to do what I want to do. And one of the things I want to do is eat something that actually got salt in it. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Right? I mean... Ugh. He should be. He should literally be happy that she's eating shit with sodium in it. A few seasons back, she was feeding this nigga turkey bacon, <laughs> vegetarian bacon to be actual. I'm it sorry, bacon. It was veggie bacon. It yeah. was veggie bacon. You should be happy that she's eating salt. Turns us to another argument. This nigga's losing the argument, so he pulls out his ace in the hole, which is. The pack of cigarettes. And he put that shit down like the big joker. Mm-hmm. Triumphant too. Like you set, nigga. And she pulled out the bigger joker. Like, I smoked three and a half cigarettes. And maybe I smoked them in a fugue state. Do you get what I'm saying here, Walt? You catching my drift, nigga? He doesn't. He's like, this is so unlike you. She's like, can't you tell I'm ashamed? And he's like, this is so unlike you. And she's like, how the fuck do you know? You ain't here. You ain't around. So Hank's at his house with Marie in bed. Uh, She's not levitating yet, even though she's a possessed witch. Um, Jesus. And he hears what sounds like gunshots in his garage. So he grabs his gun and goes out to investigate. Marie sees this nigga with the gun and the fucking flashlight. Watches him walk out to the garage to investigate or walks towards these gunshots to investigate. Her plucky ass with no gun and no weapon go to a completely different door that'll open up directly in front of this nigga. While he's looking for an enemy. That was... So she was acting like it wasn't nothing to be worried about. I know Hank is going having PTSD, but if I woke up, if I in the middle of the night, I heard it popping noises and glass breaking, I'd fucking be ready to go too. Mm-hmm. Especially if remember Tuco was connected to the cartel. Hank is waiting for somebody to come back after him. On top of the PTSD, there is a very simple understanding that if I ride on you, I expect you to ride back. Marie, why the fuck are you here? In the dark, opening the door sharply and standing in the middle of it like a target. She's lucky he wasn't as twitchy as he was in that elevator. Otherwise, he would have shot her square in the face. Speaking of niggas who shouldn't have guns, Walter goes to Jesse's apartment 
And Walt's like, you asked me what I want you, what I want you to do. He gives Jesse his gun back and he's like, I want you to handle it. And we also see Hank walk down to the river and tossing his Tuco paperweight. The end. Is that supposed to be like lifting something away, like symbolic in some way? Taking a weight off his shoulders? No. Seeing that shit is giving him flashbacks to everything. Yes. And then uh, you missed this part, but like when he has the panic attack in the elevator, he could hear Jesse's car. You could they play the sound of Jesse's car bouncing up and down. Hmm. So like he is really triggered by that whole thing. Okay. Just the thought about it. And remember, his boss just reminded him about it. He asked him about Tuco, knowing that Tuco is dead. His boss, that was the first thing his boss said to him when he when he when he went in the room with his boss. Is Tuco still dead? <laughs> yeah. It's like damn. <laughs> so I touched that nigga. Um but, I mean, that's basically what happened, though. So like he was triggered from the beginning. So it makes sense that he would want to get rid of it. I don't know if it just throwing it in that water is really going to do it, do it. But like whatever works for you, though. it's going to get it out of his face. Like, it don't matter if somebody else finds it. He ain't going to see it. Nine one six six three three one five three seven. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B L K. Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. The show's on Twitter at Return to Oswald. Uh, you can email the show at return to Oswald at gmail.com. You can also email the show if you feel at bloodmethandtears at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review for the show on Podchaser. Copy and paste that into the Good Pods app and then copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app. Uh, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. Uh, you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. And you can uh, go to the Good Pods app and leave a tip in the tip jar. And then just a tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly do appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to watch you later. Peace. Peace out. Simulcast. Don't know my name, and you slip.